Hey, hey, this is Donna Price. Welcome to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio, where we talk with women entrepreneurs that are changing the world through their business mission and vision. Today, I'm thrilled to have with us Liz Murdoch. Liz is going to be talking with us about women's intuition in business, but She's also known as the international dog communicator and has been talking to dogs most of her life. She discovered her special skill in kindergarten and has honed it throughout her life, winning awards in dog training, becoming certified and working in animal assisted therapy in hospitals and rehab facilities, in addition to earning a master's in international education and communication from Columbia University. Liz has spent years developing educational programs for both adults and children and is a veteran volunteer with animal rescue organizations. Besides private consults with dogs and their people, Liz hosts popular podcasts talking with the dogs and can also be found teaching and discussing dog care and communication on her YouTube channel. She's committed to training and supporting dog people, to develop greater connection and communication with their dogs so they can live and work together in greater harmony and health in and out of the doghouse. So join me in welcoming Liz to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. Great. Hey Liz, welcome to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. I'm so happy to have you here today calling in from California, I think. Yes. And it's great to talk with you and learn about your business, um, Talking With Dogs, which is, you're the first dog talker I've had on the show. (laughs) Yeah, there's not a lot. Yeah. Um, So I'm curious to know how you came to starting a business and what gave you the idea for your business. because it sounds like you've known about your dog talking and there's a dog. Is that a dog? There's a dog. She was looking for a place and I could tell she wanted on my lap. So she's going to take a nap here. Yeah. Mine might come push the door open. There she is. She's going to just take a nap. So go on. Yeah. Mine might come in at some point too. She'll, if she's not outside, I'm not sure where she is, but she pushes the door open and makes her way through everyone's door. Um, So, Tell us how you got started. What gave you the idea for the business and your vision for the business and how you started out? So I've been talking to animals, understanding animals, I should say, since I was little. And it wasn't anything that I thought was anything out of the ordinary. And because kids are that way. In my work with kids, I'll notice things about them that they just have no idea because they're just in a different stage of life. Yeah. So as I got older, I, I worked with dogs. I had done dog training. I did. I worked with one of my dogs doing animal assisted therapy. And I looked at him one day and that's when I had my aha moments. Like, wow, there were a group of us. And I thought, I can tell what he's thinking. I know when he has to go to yeah. the bathroom, when he's thirsty, just by a blank look from his face, I could understand what he was thinking. Whereas the people yeah. next to me had no concept. He was communicating a message. So that I had that awareness. And then I did other work with dogs. I evaluated them for rescue for many years. And, but it was when I took an animal communication class, like a fun, like 
intro to animal communication that I live in Los Angeles. So there's all sorts of classes you can take. Yep. And so I took that class and we, I, I, I sat with a woman. Part of it was I turned, you turn to your, your neighbor and you practice. And so I looked at her dog and she looked at mine and she told me some basic things. And I was sort of like, okay, well, that's interesting. And then when I did it with her, I was like, oh, wow, I'm getting all this information. Because usually I'd done it when I was with the dog, but that was the first time through a picture. And I could, t I said, you just changed your dog's food. It misses something that you're not giving it. And she's like, and I said, really want you to keep putting it back. It's like chicken or something. And it was a chicken breast. She, and she'd stopped doing it. And she said, yes, you're right. So I saw her a couple of weeks later and she, I just ran into her. I did not know this person. And she's like, oh my gosh, you've changed everything. And she gave me all this positive feedback. And I was like, wow. And so I wanted to keep doing it because I like helping the dogs. And I liked helping her shift her relationship. And so I kept doing it and I kept practicing and I would come home from, like I was at my neighbor's house and she has a dog. And I came home and I had nine requests by the time I got home and picked up my phone <laughs> with people sending me pictures of an animal and saying, this is Casey. Can you tell me what she's thinking? I really need your help. And I was like, oh, wow. And it was like, I had a lot of referrals. So it was in that that I thought I could do this as a, as a job. I yeah. thought I started exploring that. So that's what triggered was that aha was all these referrals. And then from there, it, as anybody starting a job, you, there's a learning curve on how, what does that mean for me? Right. Definitely. I find so many people that start their business because of their passion and right. then they, they're like, ah, there's all these other parts to a business. Yes. <laughs> there, there have definitely be, been more than a few days where I was like, this doesn't matter whether I'm talking to a dog or making cookies. This is just about setting up a business and yeah. I need to do all these fundamentals. Yep. So that's been a lot of the last year is figuring out how to do a business because I've never done a business in the way right. I, I'm trying to do it now. Yep. Yeah. It's, um, I think that there's a learning curve for a lot of people, whatever whether yes. they're making cookies or an electrician or whatever they are. Mm -hmm. um, and each of those pieces become important to being successful, which is probably part of well, what I heard. Yes. I, I was at a talk one day, it was a fashion show and I, Rebecca Minkoff, who's a fashion designer. She, she was giving a talk about her business. She was, and she said that she went to New York and wanted to sell fat. It wanted to be create and sell fashion. And she said she started doing it and she said it was really hard and she wasn't doing as well as she would have liked. And it wasn't until she hired her brother who has had an MBA that she had a partner to help her run a business. And when right. she got smart and how to manage the money and where you invest the money and all of that, she created a fabulous business for herself. Yeah. So I always remembered that. It's like, okay, if I'm going to do this, it doesn't matter how good I am in helping people or talking to a dog and people find it entertaining, whatever the reason is. I'm not smart about, you know, every hundred dollars I make, where am I putting it? I'm going to be out of business. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So when people connect with you like let's talk about like being a woman in business mm -hmm. but like is your ability like woman's intuition or is it more than 
is it different from that? So my ability is also women's intuition for me, definitely. Yeah. And I, it helps me in many ways aside from the dogs. But my business is focusing on the dogs and even not just animals. I do, people say, well, can you talk to cats? And yes, I can talk to cats. I can talk to any animal. I have clients that I do see for their horses and their animals or their snake. But my business, I say, I talk to dogs. And people have come to me and said, can you help me talk to dogs? And I mentor people. So I do other aspects of it, just like somebody, businesses have started making shoes and then they expand, oh, well, I had extra leather from my shoes. I'm going to make belts. Yeah. But, but my core business is I talk to dogs and I help people understand, connect and communicate with their dogs so they have better understanding, so they're confident in their choices in caring for their dog. But could I totally pivot, as we say, say all the dog business dried up and I could coach women on how to hone their intuition. Absolutely. But that's not the market I'm advertising to. Am I happy yeah. to share how I do it? Absolutely. Because I think it's really important. The, the business part or intuition, because listening to ourselves is key. And that's why I feel grounded when I get skeptics who say, well, why are you doing a business on this? I'm very clear with myself on my why. Okay. So just tell us really clearly your why. My why is I want to make a difference for the dogs in our country and the relationship with the people who either have them in their homes or who work with them. Yeah. And that if I can help people better understand an individual dog, I've seen how it changes the relationship for better care for the dog and then how the person has a new understanding and it affects other relationships besides theirs with mm. just that dog. Yeah. And so that's my way of making a contribution. I bet everyone that um, is listening to this, I know for myself, I'm thinking, oh, I want her to talk to this cat of mine or mm -hmm. this dog. <laughs> yeah. We have, we have a feral cat. We attract feral cats to our house and, um, so we have a new feral. He's been around for two years now and he is, and people say, oh, you can't tame a feral cat. He's just getting to the point where we can pet him and, you know, he, he'll lay in front of you and purr and everything, but just, you know, and we sit out there and we talk to him and just starting to warm up to us. But he also goes out and he gets in fights and I want to say, dude, like, where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> you come back all beat up. But. Well, they have their territory, but so like when people say you can't tame a feral cat, there's plenty of people you could find out there who would say, oh, absolutely you can if you, yeah. because you have a different relationship, but it's getting past those assumptions, whether with a feral cat or you have two dogs that look exactly alike. It's like, wait, we can't assume that dog number one who likes the dog park dog number two is going to do the exact same thing. It's helping yeah. get shift assumptions about anything, a dog, a cat, or a person. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's about building that relationship. Yes. Is what we've found yes. in, in working with these two feral cats, one that's tamed and has started coming in the house now, and he's been around for a long time, but mm -hmm. this new one looks in the house and thinks, I think I want to go in there, but just can't do it yet. <laughs> yeah. At their own, at their own pace. Yeah. At their own pace. But yes, you can tame a feral cat. We had a kitten who 
his mother was feral and someone brought the mom in with the kittens and I ended up adopting that. And I mean, she was little and she was clawing at the screen to get outside. And my husband's like, why can't we let her out? And I'm like, well, she doesn't have shots. Two, we get hawks overhead. She's not big enough. And three, she hasn't been spayed yet. Yeah. And, And it was hard to keep her inside, but we kept her inside until all those things, she was bigger. And um, she's, she's still alive. I think she's probably 15 now, but she still wants to go outside and she comes in every night. She stays close, certain weather range, she'll stay inside. But I think some of it is nature within, uh, you know, like some people, they know that they want to be, they're horse lovers when they're two and they become horse trainers in their fifties. But um, I think honoring what is within a person or an animal is what is so important to me. Yeah. Yeah. We found a uh, litter of feral kittens years ago and the mom just disappeared. Um, and so we had them in the bathroom for weeks and the girls, yeah. would go, my daughters would go and read their books and do their homework and sit in there and they would hiss and huddle in the corner terrified, but eventually they all got adopted out and, mm-hmm. And we're fine. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. So um, for people listening, like what's like one of the first things that like to start that relationship or to improve their relationship with their animal, like how to tap into their own um, listening skills or. It starts with getting clear. Okay. So it starts with getting clear with yourself and you know, meditating or praying or just being quiet, whatever works for the person, how they get quiet. And it's the same as if you are going to have, if you have to make an important decision about something, whatever works for the person. For me, it's, it's, I get quiet. I sort of clear everything out of my mind and even my body. I just get my body in a position where I can receive. I'm not uncomfortable. You, you know, if you're hot, if you have to go to the bathroom, if you're thirsty, you get everything clear. So you're at your best with your, your mind and your body all in alignment then you get quiet and it's tuning into yourself and saying okay i'm clear i'm not and i just it's like emptying a glass it's all my mind is cleared so then i do that and then i can reach out to the animal and you can do it with people i I teach i used to teach active listening so say i'm gonna with you, Don, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to tune into you. You have something you want to tell me. I'm going to just be quiet and I'm going to receive. And if you tell me something, you know, especially now in society, we're all trying to listen and understand. So if you're going to listen, you have to be willing to receive something that might be uncomfortable with just listening and not responding. So when an animal tells me something, and I, I always write it down in a session, if I'm getting that the animal or I see a picture, however I receive the message and I write it down, I don't try to understand it right away. I don't try to judge it. Like when you say, oh, you can't, when someone was saying like, you can't train a feral cat. If I get the message, I want to be trained. I've had the animals say, I want to go back to school. I'm like, okay, I just, I just write it down. And then as I'm going, if I get that message again, I might underline it. So it's like, you know, if, if you've raised a toddler who says, no, I don't want that. Instead of like, ah, we're, we're gotta go. We're getting into the car. It's like, okay, well, why are you saying no? Keep saying no, keep saying yeah. no. 
um, oh, you, you're uncomfortable. The elastic's too tight around your waist. Or usually there's an understanding that comes as we look at the notes, as we receive. So a person can write down um, and they're just receiving. And so um, it's getting into that frame set, I'm just receiving. And if a person wants to try it with an, an animal, and they're having difficulty, practice with a person that you know. Just say, I'm gonna to listen to you for three minutes and I'm just gonna listen without thinking. And I'm not even gonna write it down, just listen. So it starts with listening and clearing ourselves and then just listening. Well, I think you said a key thing there of like, you're gonna listen without thinking mm -hmm. or without judging. Yes. You know, and that's key, I think, to being open to hearing what the it's animal the only way. or the person is saying is to, to just receive it. Yes. And, and sometimes it's hard. I, I taught a class for women who, it was, it was a women's group. I was a guest speaker. And I had them do an exercise on active listening. And, and I said, don't think about what the other person is saying in terms of your response, just listen and let them talk and I will time it. And then after, so they, and then you're going to switch. So like so I would listen to you for three minutes. You listen to me for three minutes with no talking. And then we say, what was that like? And there was a woman who stood up and spoke and she said, I did it with someone I have known for 23 years. And I know her, I've been to her house and she just told me things I have never heard before. Yeah. And they were blown away. Yeah. So that's why when people say, I don't think you can hear dogs. It's like, well, I spent a lot of time doing it. That, <laughs> you know, maybe just because you can't do it doesn't mean I can't do it, but I'm right. happy to teach you. But it starts with active listening, Cle clearing my mind and being willing to just listen. And, and an animal, animals know, like the cats know your house is a safe place. Yep. So it's the same thing with talking. They know when someone's going to listen to them. Definitely. Um, and feed them. <laughs> and feed them. Yes. 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 They're, they're definitely there for the food. That's part of it. <laughs> uh, that can be a starting point in building trust because it's care. And, and you know, I, I think if, if I was really hungry right now, I might have trouble talking to you if I was distracted. Right. It's like, where's the food? I haven't eaten. But once they've eaten, that's when you can yeah. go try the next level. Yeah, and they definitely, our cats are fed outside, so mm -hmm. they're predominantly outside cats that get to come in sometimes, um, mm -hmm. and so that's probably how we attract them, but, yeah, you know, and we've got a couple um, farms in town that have feral cat, like a barn full of feral cats, uh -huh. they, and so I think, yeah, they're just kind of roaming around <laughs> they end up here yeah. um and yeah and we feed a raccoon and a possum and a couple other animals that and they all hang out together outside mm -hmm. so they, they figure it out they do they figure it out there don't seem to be fights or anything with the other animals that come about so it's all it's all good I guess. um so your business is unique in that it's something that to most of us feels foreign like you can't talk to animals right um, people don't do that um so how do you get 
like communicate that to people that doubt like doubt that or don't understand that or challenge that with you well i i i've had a po- i have so i have a podcast and i have had for that reason i've had several people one woman i didn't know she was a skeptic until i was attracted to her dog and i said oh i'd love to have your dog on my show sometimes i get that knowing it's like i just want to have that that dog is a chatty dog and it's a different dog because I try and make it an interesting show. What turned out, she came to my studio and we were talking and she, right off she goes, I just have to tell you, I'm a skeptic. And I go, okay, because I'm not afraid of skeptics. I mean, I'm yeah. going to give them information and they can receive it or not. And she was very moved. And that dog told me some stories that there was obviously there's no way I would have known. And it's in the, it's a, the episode with Katie Cable. She's a pet blogger and she, she was in tears and I had pictures of the dog's experience in the shelter. I could, I told her about when she decided to adopt this dog and that the dog had been sick. And she was like, there's no way you would have known about this because I don't talk about this. And I hadn't researched the dog stories yeah. to try and figure out. So I'm just, I just say, this is what I'm getting from your animal. I encourage you to think about it. And usually they go along with it. They're like, oh, wow, this is amazing. I think they're reluctant. I have friends. Like I just had a friend who was visiting Los Angeles and she stopped by and we were social distancing in my front yard <laughs> and she had her dogs and the dogs came over to me and she goes, will you talk to them? And I said, sure. So she had three. And so I'm telling her about each dog and she's like, oh, that's so funny. And, and my daughter was there with me and she, my, she just laughs because people will say the same thing. They'll go, oh, that's so funny. Oh, funny. You should say that. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's true. I'm like, I know that's true. I, I see a picture of it. So yeah. they just come around. And so, you know, people who don't understand something will often say, it's not true. I don't believe it because right. they don't understand. But, you know, it's true for me. I've had enough people be blown away and have it make shifts in their lives at home that I'm like, okay, my audience, you know, someone who's making expensive shoes is not selling to everybody. So, right. you know, I, it's just, okay, they don't understand. Hopefully they will one day or they'll take it seriously when they talk to their own dog or their own animal and try it. And if they do that, that's fine with me. I've done my job. Yeah. So talk a little bit about the shifts that people experience at home. Like the, so like what happens for people? They changed their, they, in terms of behavior, their own behavior, they tend to ch- make a shift uh, on a hot, Oh, I didn't realize I wasn't giving my daughter, my daughter, my dog, fresh water enough. They want, fr- they like the fresh cold water. It's like, yeah. Oh, the cats like their will have behavior issues. And I'll say, well, she says, you're not cleaning the cat litter box. And I told that to a woman who is an animal communicator. We were working with each other on our pets. And, and I said, oh, you're not changing the litter. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's so true. And I said, well, she doesn't like to share the litter box and it gets clumpy. So she wants you to change it. So she changed it and didn't have accidents. So they notice behavior changes. It also helps with like going to the vet. Uh, yeah. I had an, another client, you know, was nervous about going to the vet and what are they going to find? And I, I can help them, you know, your animal is telling me this. And like the, yesterday with this or whenever this friend was here a couple of days ago, she said, um, how's her mouth? I go, 
okay, well, it's the top teeth. There's the top teeth has a, an issue. Her, the, I had described the food was too big and she's having trouble swallowing. And my friend says, oh, well, she doesn't chew at all. She just swallows. I said, well, some of it's too big. Yeah. So I, I lifted up the gums and the dog's teeth on the top were totally worn down. There's like these little stubs. Oh, yeah. Wow. My friend didn't know because mo many people are not opening their dog's mouths and investigating yeah. the teeth. Right. But it changes, it can change the behavior. It can change, you know, not forcing a dog to come out and greet people when they come over. I so said, just put the dog in the back and when everyone's settled, then bring, you know, that or the vet or even people who are, have end of life um, decisions or how to care. It's like, oh, is she going to die tomorrow? It's like, well, she, you know, I, I can never tell that, but I can right. tell you that she loves you and, and I can help them navigate that. And okay. that wow. is like, people have huge, huge shifts yep. in having support on the decision or understanding the process. They're not alone. Right. And I can give what I'm getting, sharing information that I'm getting from the dog. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Um, I would think also you would be helpful to vets in working with mm -hmm. animals that they're seeing. Yeah that are challenging them, like they can't figure it out or <laughs> what's going on or things like that. Yeah. And, and dog trainers too. I get calls from dog trainers. I have a new episode coming out with a dog trainer that I work with. Yeah. It's because nobody knows everything. Like I'm not a dog trainer and I can, or, nor am I a vet, but I think vets appreciate it when I send people to them who have been reluctant, like, well, and I'll, this one dog was in pain. And I said, you know, your dog's in pain and really needs to go to the vet. She goes, really? I was afraid of that. And I go, yeah. I, I go, I go have the vet. And I, I was able to say, I think I see two issues with your dog. I see something that's like muscular or joints in the hips, but I also see a digestive problem because I could see like, I get an, an image of red swelling and, and I described to her what I saw. And I said, tell the vet that. And then I get, so I, I walked her through how to prepare for her vet visit. Well, she went and she and her vet could have a different conversation because her vet had more information than my friend would have given because she right. just didn't think about it. Right. And the dog's fine now. And what are vets reactions? I know my vet would be like, fine, but. So a lot of, I think. What surprises people is that more vets are aligned with it than they think. Yeah. They, they, they're interested. They, they'll hire me. They will take notes. They'll do it. But then they'll come back and they'll say, oh, the vet said fine. What did she say? Because the vets want to help the dogs. I mean, they, that's, yeah. they devoted their lives to helping animals. They're not yeah. out to take your money. So they tend to appreciate it when people come with more information. They're a little open to it. Um, I think just as in any business that they may have had a incident with an animal communicator who wasn't as specific. So they're like, yeah, well, so I, that's why I try to be as specific as possible. And I know other animal communicators who also try to be specific. Um, and also vets appreciate that we are not trying to diagnose. And yeah. so I think that there's opportunity for more vets to include that in their offerings, but 
they're dealing with medical issues. So right. they're not going to turn someone away who's been to an animal communicator. Is it they're going to be their first choice? I don't think we're there. I think if an animal is clearly sick, they want to do their work, what they're trained to do. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I've never had anyone say, I'm not listening to your vet. People more often say, my vet was surprised. And I have worked with vet, like my own vet. He's, he's great. He loves it. He's like, wow, this is great. This is so powerful. Yeah, I think my vet would love it. Yeah. He, he gets down on the floor with my dog and wrestles yeah. with her and then says, oh, she's so wild. And I'm like, you think? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just, just trained do? in a different way than I'm like, than I'm trained or anyone else. So yeah. if, if we can help them get information to make an animal better, I mean, they certainly, then they're, I think most of them I, I've talked to are open to it. And I think that their concern is make sure that we're not diagnosing. Right. You know, but I, I just try and support the vets. And do you have vets that participate in the training that you offer? So some do, or they're That's interested cool. right now, right now they're packed. Um, yeah. Oh, so, oh, are they taking classes themselves to yeah. turn out? Um, I don't know a vet who is taking classes yet. I've had interest for sure, but okay. it, they're interested in having their staff learn more is what I've encountered. And I mean, they're so busy. That's yeah. like so busy. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know that they're doing that. It's like me taking a class in dog massage. It's like, I like it. I've, I've done some, I, yeah. I can do some energy healing. Am I certified to do dog massage? And when I set up shop and charge someone? No. Yeah. No. So I think vets are sort of like that. It cannot, it, they're interested to talk about it, but I think that they, they're focusing their time on other things right now. So what are some important lessons that you've learned kind of along your journey of being in business and being in a unique business that sometimes needs explaining? Being clear on your why, for sure. Why? Because it's not easy every day. And also listening to yourself and especially as an entrepreneur, you're do I'm doing this alone. So it's like, as I have to have a team because you can't do the social media and like the video editing. I'm starting to do videos on YouTube of my sessions. Cause people are like, I want to see the dog. I want to see the person nodding that you're saying it, you know? So I'm like, okay. So I've started doing video. So building that team for anybody, it's like what Rebecca Minkoff was saying about her business that you want to make sure that you have the best people. You have people who are doing something they're really good at. Right. So that you can trust them and you can all work together. It makes a difference. Um, so that's been really important to me is building this team. And then also watching the finances that you can't do this. I can't do this. It's like, oh, I got paid. Like I've gone to events where, you know, I'll come home and I've got all this cash for like a donation event. It's like, oh, look, let's go out to dinner. It's like, no, I can't. This is my business yeah. money. I, you have to watch the finances and, and putting it back into the business and I'm growing it and working whether by myself or someone else, you know, having someone who's helping you keep an eye on how you manage the money to keep your business going. Otherwise the business won't make it. I think the statistics are after five years, a lot of people still aren't in business. Yeah. 
So having that team and watching how you're spending money. And if you don't like something like I like, I love talking with the dogs, the client sessions, Yeah. but I couldn't do just that all day long because I would just be sitting like on my phone for my, my online calls or one-on-one and I need to do other things. So respecting what your strengths are and what you're going to do, because if you don't want to make cookies all the time, then you better be honest with yourself or you're not going to be doing that six months from now. Yeah. I think that's really important. The watching the money like, and knowing where your money's going and being conscious about it, but also, you know, making forecasts of like looking at like what your potential is and knowing like, do, is this business model going to work for me long-term? Do I need to look at, you know, how to shift it so that it, it does work for me long-term, you know, and bringing in team members is key and something that people um, I think are scared to do. Something happens, I think for small business owners that um, they start off doing everything themselves and then it becomes hard to delegate when maybe when they were in their corporate job, they were really good at delegating and all of a sudden it's like your thing and you become more protective of it. Um, yes, that's easy to want to do. Oh, I just yeah. want, especially when the person is charging you money. It's like, oh, right. so they want $150 to do this. Well, I can just do this myself. And I've right. been there. I mean, I've been there. And it's like, oh, that took four hours. That was a waste of time. And I still didn't get it right. Yeah. So yeah, you have to get comfortable with how you're spending your money. And also know that you can do things in phases. Like no company right. is saying, well, we're going we're gonna to do all of our holiday work now when you need to be working on something else, you know, do it in phases. And so I am constantly thinking, Oh, that's a great idea. I love doing that, but jot that down, put it away. I'll take, I'll I'll look at that next month. I have to deal with this right now. Phases makes a difference. Definitely. Definitely. So any surprises for you along the way? So I've actually been surprised by how receptive people actually are. And how that they want to help and support like my clients, many of my clients are repeat clients. A lot of them are, and they want to refer. And I, when I do my, now I'm doing these video series. I asked someone the other day, I said, would you like to be a part of this? And she's like, absolutely. I want to do anything to help you. And I'm like, wow, this is really great that it's not just me starting a business, but it's this community of people who really do want to understand their dogs better or their animals. And they want to help other people like, Oh, wow. If you understood like those cats, like if there was a shift that they wanted to make you, they might be inside every day, or you might say, Oh, listen, I'm going to not even ask them about that. I'm just going to put a bed out front for, out on the, a cushion for them that you, you can shift your relationship and you're not wondering right. that, it's, I, people are really open to that. Even the ones who are like, I would never do that. I, I'm not your, like, I've had people say, I'm not your ideal client. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And I say, can I ask your opinion? Cause there are people like you who I think could benefit because just cause you have an animal. And then we talk and then suddenly they're like, oh yeah, actually I want to do this. Nice. Yeah. I think that people in general, I think it's innate for people to want to help other people. And especially when they see that the other person is just trying to do something 
positive with their own life. So yeah. sure. Why not? I, I think that, so I've seen a lot of good, a yeah. lot of good and yeah, it's, think- it's rewarding. Definitely. And it sounds like your business is rewarding to the people that you're serving and, and their animals. So it oh, benefits. Gosh, yeah. Yes, definitely. Oh. Cause they've seen the shift. They feel, they feel more connected to their dog. Definitely. They feel empowered to trust their own intuition when their dog is saying, I mean, a lot of people say, I talk to their animal. I talk to my animal. And so the biggest thing is, is trusting what they're getting. And if I can help them do that and they don't need me, that's fine too. I can't talk to every animal. So if I can help people trust, you know, I think that she's saying something about, you know, this, this, you know, the bed. I've had animals say they, they wanted a thicker bed, especially dogs as they get older. I said, oh, she, she's uncomfortable. And the, and the people will say, oh, I thought that. It's like, well, if you thought that, why didn't you do something? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I get that. But if they can, if they can start trusting what they're getting, that right. just reinforces their own ability and they'll keep trusting so that when the bigger things come up, it, then they can do it. And yeah. I think- now it's so important to listen and, and trust what we get. And, you know, it's people trying to make decisions on their next steps and whether it's dog care or their jobs when we open up is that you've got to trust yourself what you're hearing because that enables you to make the choices to make the changes. So, so would, would you say that you listen to dogs or that it's a two-way conversation? It's both. So I, cause I can ask for clarification. So I can ask a dog, uh, I always end a, a session with what would you like your person to know? So sometimes, you know, it's, I love you. And then because the skeptic people want more than that. Yeah. Some people really want to know that they don't know that their animal loves them. So then I will ask the dog, okay, I, I get that she really loves whoever. Can you tell me something specific of why you love them or what you love? So I'll ask a question and it's like focusing a camera lens that I love you came and then I'll ask why. And then I might get a picture of them snuggling in bed. I'll get, and I'll say, oh, I see this fluffy comforter or, oh, I see you on the couch with this thin brown blanket. And your dog is showing me that he loves the time that you spend together doing this. And then the person is often in tears or like, yeah, you're right. Or, yeah. or they understand that the message really is coming from the animal. So when I, I can ask a question and then it's like focusing and I'll get a clearer picture. Sometimes I'll get a, a, a an audio um, sense of I'll hear a message or I'll, I'll get a feeling or I'll hear a, you know, well, the sound, like a, a couple of dogs, they love mornings in the sh- bathroom with when the woman's getting ready for the day, <laughs> they like the sound of the shower. They like watching her. Yeah. I'll, I'll get those kinds of things. So I can ask a dog a question and then I will get an answer in a different way. Okay. So it is like a conversation. So if a dog is doing something, can you say, Hey, you need to cut that out. So it's a conversation. <laughs> It's, I'm not, I can't tell the dog to, to change a behavior. I have an episode coming out with a lost dog where I can't, and I worked with dogs that have not come home, one dog that did not come home. It, I can talk to the dog. I can say, you know, she really wants you to stop, but that is between the person and the animal. Mm-hmm. the relationship to stop doing something. I guess like a marriage counselor can tell a couple, do you hear that 
he doesn't like such and such. Do you hear what she's saying? It's more like that, that, okay, you don't want your dog to bark at the door, at the window. And then I can say, well, the dog says I'm doing a good job letting you know that someone's walking by. And so then people can say, well, stop it. And the dog says, might say, well, I just want to make sure you heard me. So then the person can figure out, or I can say, you know, oh, do you hear that? Maybe you should just let your dog know you appreciate the, the heads up. And I do that with my dogs. They bark and I'm like, okay, thank you. I see, I see someone's there. Okay. I know we're okay. And then they stop. So it's helping them have that awareness, how to work it out with the dog themselves. Okay. Yeah. Cause I could see that. Like sometimes the dog barks and you're like, no, no, no. And then the next time the dog doesn't bark and I'm like, you couldn't bark and let me know that. Right. (laughs) Right. So well, consistency. communicated an inconsistent message then. And that comes up a lot, like with dogs running outside or that was a big one with someone. Um, The dog, she goes, can you tell him to stop running outside? So I looked at the dog, I go, what's the deal with running outside? And the dog says, we are not consistent. Sometimes it's okay when we're getting in the car and other times it's like, no, don't, I'm not sure what you want me to do. Um, And she's like, oh, I didn't realize that. So yes, consistency is a big thing if someone wants a dog to change a behavior. Yeah. Are you being consistent and letting it know you don't appreciate it? Well, I think that's really like a big insight for me. Like, yeah, I'm probably inconsistent in what I'm asking the dog to do. Right. Even though I don't feel that way. Or sometimes you're not aware of it. Like if you want those cats to come inside, just be aware of when the cat, next time a cat is looking inside, what is the cat seeing? If the cat is seeing another animal that's crazy or the music's really loud, the cat's probably not going to come in with really loud music. Yeah. If it's quiet and peaceful, the cat yeah. might come in. So if you want the cat to come in, always have it quiet and peaceful. Yeah. So it's, it's setting up a situation. Some animals want a lot of structure. Other cats might just come in, but it sounds like this cat, there are reasons why he or she's not ready. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're characters, but we, we like them all. We like when they're missing for a couple hours, it's like, have you seen bear? Have you seen bear too? Where is that cat? Mm -hmm. So even though my kids would say, I don't like that cat. As soon as he's not there, everybody's looking for. (laughs) Okay. So that's another thing. If kids are saying that the animals are picking up on that. So why would an animal come inside that knows the territory and the land land outside? If there's a kid inside saying, I don't like that cat. Yeah. So that's an energetic thing. And I know that's sort of like, well, what is she talking about? But yeah, the cat's not going to feel welcome if someone's saying, I don't like that cat. Yeah. And I think, well, with this last um, feral cat, um, we call him bear too, because he looks like the other cat named bear. Um, Mm -hmm it's this slow shift of the relationship of like not hissing and swatting when you mm-hmm. go outside to like rubbing up against your leg, you know, but it's been this two year process of, you know, sitting out there talking to him, getting mm-hmm. him closer and closer. And so eventually he will come inside, but like, and everybody inside will shift eventually to like, yeah, come on inside. But so it, it's also intention. So if the people shift sooner, like everyone yeah. stops saying, I don't like bear. If people shift sooner, it, it may speed up the process. Like 
it's like with people, if you see yeah. someone every day walking down the street or, you know, when you go to the mailbox or wherever and you just smile, you say nothing, but you smile. It's like, oh yeah, we sort of know each other. And then you start saying, hi, how's your day? Like you mean it. Then the relationship changes because you're getting connected. Yeah. And same like that with animals. If you shift sooner with the animal, the animal may connect sooner because there's an invitation to engage. Yeah. So many things we could talk about. <laughs> yeah. I would, my dog and I had an encounter with a coyote years uh -huh. ago. I would love to know what my dog thought about the encounter. I was proud of her, but um, yeah. Yeah, but, those are all things that come up. I mean, because the thing is, is putting the assumptions away. Like some, like a dog might not be scared of a coyote, but they can feel if you're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? So now the dog is dealing with this new change in the person. And also this is, oh, I haven't seen a coyote before. Huh, who is that? That smells different, has a different, they're, they're assessing yeah. a situation. But now suddenly they're also assessing the person who they know and love, who is also acting in a new way. So now they're like, oh gosh, what do I do? Yeah. I'll tell you what she did. She just walked in circles around me, didn't make a sound. Mm -hmm. So a dog that barks at everything, squirrel, cats, bear in the yard, barks, barks, coyote mm -hmm. on the trail. We got followed for over a mile by this coyote and that dog just kept circling and the coyote called, you know, called for other coyotes or uh -huh. you know, whatever. Uh -huh. That's my perception. <laughs> oh my well, God. it could, it, but it, yeah. the dog didn't did not say like the dogs next door. She's like, let's play, let's play, let's play. Mm -hmm. Didn't say that to the coyote. Didn't challenge, like didn't growl, didn't challenge, just circled, like circled. just walked around me. Yeah. Claiming you. But yeah. I wonder, because part of it, I think is like thinking, projecting about the coyote is that if there was another dog, like in Los Angeles, we have a lot of reactive dogs because there's yeah. dogs that are, um, left inside a lot and people go. And so they may have a close bond with their people, but they're not as socialized with other dogs. So we have a lot of reactive dogs here. And so if you're walking down the street with your dog and you encounter a reactive dog that is walking down the street that doesn't know your dog, that hasn't been around other dogs, and that, and that dog starts barking, your dog might also react in a different way. Yeah. Not because it's like coyote, but because it's a dog that is like freaking out. Yeah. So that's where, that's why it's fun to go deep with someone, you know, with the dog and say, okay, well, tell me about this. What do you remember? They yeah. might say, well, she was a nervous wreck. I needed to do something to calm her down. Yeah. Or I was scared to death because it sounds like if your dog was scared to death, it probably would have behaved in a more scared way, but right. it was, it was in work mode. Yeah. Yeah. So, she's a husky shepherd mix. So she, she looks like a wolf herself, yeah. you know, it's, but other people have encountered this coyote on, it's on a rail trail and uh -huh. my dog's always on leash. She's in it because she, she'll take off. But um, other people have had their dogs off leash and their dogs just took off. And then yeah. it was them and the coyote. So um, the coyote and people have encountered it with their horse and been mm -hmm. tracked by the coyote. But years ago, I haven't read about it in a while, but yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's fun going deep with the dogs because they say things that surprise the, 
person. I did a, a podcast with my daughter. She asked, she says, well, will you, can I do it? And I go, okay, well, that would be interesting. People can hear what my daughter who's grown up with me doing this. She would sit yep. in the car while I would go do a, an evaluation or sometimes she would come with me and just watch. And so I said, okay, that would be interesting. Like for the skeptics who, you know, what's her opinion. And she was 18 when we did it. And I told, so she's, so I interviewed her talking about what it was like growing up with me talking with dog, all these dogs and what she'd seen and all. So she talked about that. And then she said, will you talk to the dogs for me and see what they want to say? And I'm like, okay. I told her things. And this is a girl who gets tired of this sometimes. Like, yeah, yeah. she says this, you know. <laughs> so anyway, I told, I have three dogs. So I did each dog with her. And I said, Teddy says this, Wolfgang says this, Honey says this about you. And she was wide-eyed and like, oh my gosh. I, she was shocked. Teddy told yeah. me things that I didn't know about her, that people had told her and she was amazed. So that was yeah. pretty fun. That was yeah. pretty fun to see it. Yeah. I think so, it's one of the great things of being a woman business owner is having our daughters see that, see us be in business. Definitely. Definitely. I think it's really important, uh, especially as an entrepreneur, because I think that the kids these days are going to have more of an opportunity to be entrepreneurs. It's more, I mean, it's more accepted to have your own business. It's Definitely. not like what you're going to do your own thing. You should go get a real job. How are you going to support yourself? How are you going to pay yeah. your bills? Like a lot of women are paying their bills just fine. Yay. Yeah. But the, but for the girls to grow up seeing it is as if it's nothing out of the ordinary and that like now we're having to stay in our homes more that they can still be empowered to do something. We're not trapped in our homes. We are in our homes and we're able to do something. And she's seen that. Yeah. So I think it, it's very empowering for young, even the boys, I think just for yep. kids, the moms working and figuring out how to do it. Yep. I do too. So we're just about out of time. Where is a good place for people to get in touch with you if they want to schedule an appointment or follow what you're doing? Where's their best place? So they can go to my website, right? It's www.talkingwiththedogs and everything's there. They can email me at hello at Liz Murdoch, M-U-R-D-O-C-H. And when they're on Talking With The Dogs, you can find my podcast there. I'm on Instagram, Talking With the Dogs, YouTube, Liz Murdoch Dogs. And if you can't find something, go to the website, Talking With the Dogs. Everything's Great. there. And we'll have that information all in the show notes so that people can just scroll down and, and get that. I want to just thank you so much for being with me today. It was a lot of fun talking You're with welcome. you and learning about how you communicate with animals and how you've built this incredible business. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. And I wish you all the best. You're doing a lot. I enjoy listening to your podcast. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. And I encourage people to get in touch with Liz at her website and see the links below. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today at Visionary Women Printers Radio. I hope it was helpful to you in your journey as a visionary womanpreneur and i hope that you'll join our community on facebook visionary womenpreneurs and join the conversation i look forward to seeing you on our next show make it a great day